I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. It smells like Thai food in here. Have you guys been fucking? <laughs> so many great one-liners in I this. I think that's my favorite out of many in this yeah. movie. I mean, every line is basically a one-liner. It's like a stand-up I like the comedy one where it was set. Like the, it is. Like a moveon.org, okay? Like <laughs> I use that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I, actually, I use most of the lines in this on a f- semi-regular basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's up, Vagisil? <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones. <laughs> It's true. It's on the Wikipedia. She talked about how, like, when she was first writing the movie, she was going more for just, like, a straight-out horror film, and then, like, the comedy bits just kept sort of working their way in, which I can see that. It's like... Yeah. Because it plays, for the most part, like, a fairly straight horror film, but then you get all this dialogue that's just so, you know, funny and over-the-top, and yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, I think it it strikes an odd tone. I think that might be why Mm. a lot of people were like, what is this movie? I think I hate it, because it's not really like anything I've really seen before i mean like there's elements of heathers in there i guess mm-hmm. and stuff like that but it is kind of its own beast it is you have to get on the wavelength that it is putting out there mm-hmm. and if you can't like I, I guess i can understand maybe you're not gonna have as much fun with it but if you do i think it's it's a it's a really nice ride oh it and, is yeah this movie has brought me joy for almost a decade now right yeah was it 12 or years is now? it already a decade oh my god shut it's, your yeah, mouth good. <laughs> no, I thought I really thought like, oh, this movie's not even ten years old yet, and now you say, now you tell me, you tell me it is twelve, 12 years, years old. old. Oh my! God. I mean, don't trust my math. I don't know, but that's that's the math I've come it's up about with. About to anyway. become a teenager. That is unacceptable. Yeah. Did you see it in theaters? I did first weekend, yeah. and it it's it's one of those films that has a very special place in in my heart because it was a double feature with Sorority Row, and I mm-hmm. went with my best friend. And yep. that was the first time we ever went to the movies to, together. And that was the moment when I knew this one was a keeper. Perfect. You, perfect, you, perfect. you get it. You get the humor here. Because yeah. most of the other people in the theater, not not so much. They were like, what is this movie? Like, are we supposed to laugh? <laughs> I don't know. This is confusing. What's, when is Megan Fox going to show her boobs? Like, oh. I know. That's. <laughs> we'll get into, into some of the marketing stuff behind this movie. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, I did not see it in theaters only because Aww. everyone told me it was bad, and I listened Liars. for some reason. And I know, and they should be ashamed I, of I, I, I kind of checked out in horror at that time in general. Mm-hmm. It was just a weird time that I wasn't really into, so I just figured, oh, this is gonna be another one of these dude bro horror yeah. films that just happened to you know star Megan Fox and very exploitative and just and not the kind of exploitative that I'm as into. You know? right. There's different kinds of exploit mm-hmm. exploitation, but yeah. But yeah, when I finally did sit down and watch it, it was a couple years later, actually, when someone finally convinced me to sit down and like, oh, you have to actually have to watch this. It's good. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I just watched United States of Terror, which I fucking loved. Right. And and then I was like, okay, and well, now I need to go watch all of Diablo Cody stuff that I haven't seen. So I sat down and watched this and I was like, holy shit, this is good. Right? And I guess there was, they wanted it to be PG-13, but they knew from the beginning it was going to be R, and that's why they think that maybe it didn't make as much money. I don't really buy that because no. Scream made a ton of money, and it was R-rated, and Nightmare on Elm Street made a ton of money, yeah, so like, don't give I, me this like teen I, horror stuff has to be PG-13. Like, I think if if you intend for a film to be PG-13 and, and you shoot it that way, I think it can be fine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's when they cut it down, like they shoot it as if it's an R film, and then they're like, you know what, this might make more money if it's PG-13. Let's t- take out all the cursing and, and all the all the sex and all the drugs and gore, then it always feels weird. And I hate that. Yeah. And a lot of those kind of felt like they were cut down. And I think really just because they could come out a few months later with the unrated version. Yeah. 14 seconds of stuff you didn't see that makes no impact whatsoever. (laughs) Because this one, this one was still R when it was in theaters, wasn't it? I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it was. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I I don't know why they bothered cutting anything out when they, when they did, but yeah, um, it's dumb. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's I don't get it. Yeah. Silly goosery. Yes, like you said, this so they can release the unrated version. Yeah, yes. this has an unrated version. I I think I've watched it, but I don't remember any major differences. So I, l- last I night don't I just watched the theatrical because I was like, I don't remember. Yeah. What the big deal was? I grabbed whatever I had. I didn't even check, but yeah. I assume it was probably the 
it's it's the, the main blu-ray one is the yeah yeah theatrical i assume That's so right, yeah, yeah. I, um i assume it gives you an option but, the yeah. theatrical or the, the unrated which probably has like three extra seconds of something i don't know yeah i i don't think it, it wasn't a big difference no. yeah, but, um but yeah uh kind of a just something different that uh, for that time period oh yeah um, compared to everything else that everything else was fairly serious other than like um house of wax and maybe one or two other ones but for the most part it was a pretty gory serious time period it, we kind of let some of the camp go to the side from the scream era and we're more focused on the the hicksploitation stuff and the um mm-hmm. the rednecks they're gonna come and uh, fuck you up with the tutti frutti and everything you know um I, although those I, movies are there's some humor in those. This too, was yeah. right before like Paranormal Activity. I think that opened a few months after. I think I think like the next mm-hmm. month. I mm-hmm. think, and then that yep. took off, and there was like the new like supernatural boom with Insidious and the Conjuring mm-hmm. and all Insidious the and, yeah. found footage stuff. Yeah, it's hard to sort of put a finger on what 2009 was. It was, it was kind of an interesting. We've talked about it this year. I feel like before well, yeah. in the past, it's just the, like there was, there was a lot of sorority row stuff. and stuff. Yeah. Sorority yeah. row and there was something else we did. I think I the stepfather was, remake, right? What, the stepfather and hell, ha- yes, and Halloween two zombies. Oh, right? Halloween yeah, 2. that's right. Yeah, so we've done this is this is like our fourth film from what a weird so, again, year. Yeah, what a diverse yeah, and, oh, actually, year. Because we did we did orphan too. Orphan so as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, drag me to hell. Also, great one. Oh, right. Yeah. Um. The House of the Devil and oh um, shit, that's right too. Yeah, I I think Trick or Treat technically came out that year because I it kept getting so, pushed back. Yeah, and stuff, so yeah. What um, was that like? Shot in like 2007 or some shit? Yeah, I think so. Oh my God. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it is. took them that long. To, oh, you're absolutely right because I remember this was the Halloween where Trick or Treat came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. So that must have been yeah. So that was yeah 2009. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, but before we get too much into that, let's see if we have a topic of the week, shall we? Oh, yeah. Hey, Wheel. What's going on? Here we go. All righty, Laywheel. Wheel would like us to talk about some of our favorite uh, queer characters in horror films or just film, TV in general. Because there's not a lot of great ones in horror. Yeah, I mean, really hard. There's not that many. There, there's no. one that like no one ever talks about because it's from a film that no one ever yeah. talks about, and yeah. it's called Savage Weekend, and mm. it's like a proto slasher from like '76, I th- I think, and it's got this character in it who's a gay dude, and there's a scene where he walks into like this hick bar, and this guy tries to like st- start a fight. And he fucking like beats the shit out of this guy, and he's like, and it's so cool to see that like this guy just like is like I'm not gonna have this shit, and it's so yeah. I I just I'm always impressed with that. Yeah, yeah, that uh, you don't see that very often, especially yeah. in those older films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what else from horror? There's uh, I mean, horror. Bride of Chucky has what's his face the the friend in that um uh names names I'm so bad I know at I names. can't remember uh y'all know who it is though right the, the friend in that hit with a truck <laughs> yes hit with a truck guy hit with a truck boy yeah I don't you know who we're talking about uh, right <laughs> yeah uh Bob uh, David da- Colin, David yes David yes. that is correct uh um, uh watch Madoodle from Cherry Falls uh yes. Yes, not Kenny because that's the boyfriend, right? Yeah. What? what? God damn it! <laughs> okay, so maybe there aren't that many memorable gay characters because they we can't remember their names. They can't remember their then names. Again, we're, uh, we're bad at that anyway. But um, yeah, uh, Timmy, 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 uh, Timmy and Kenny, played by Kira Maliki Man or yes. Sanchez, Sanchez. Yes. But yeah, um, and, uh, uh, Glenn Glenda from Seed of Chucky. Of that's course, a good trans a wonderful one for one. us. Yeah, most of mine are not horrors. I'm I can't think of a lot of horror. Yeah, there's really um, not. All cheerleaders movie. die has kind of an interesting um have you seen that one? I can't remember much about it. I know I have, but I don't remember It's not the it's not the best film, but it does have kind of an interesting little uh lesbian bisexual couple there, so uh, Lucky McKee had a hand in that, right? Did yes. he like write it or direct yes, it or something? I think both. Okay, because he also did May, which of course has Anna yes. Ferris. Anna Ferris. Yeah, there's a memorable Holly, one. I believe is her name. Yes. Who I she adore. Makes the most of that character, yeah. Oh, well, now Angela Baker in the Sleep Sleepaway Camp 
her franchise would count. Yes. Yeah. And she becomes yes, like some a problematic representation. A, yes. Yes. A sort of a hero because she kills people that suck. I always <laughs> like that. I was like, good for you, girl. Complex. She, she's just like, you know what? I want the world to be a happy, sunny place. I want everyone to be a happy camper. And y'all are just really pissing on my parade. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you in the head with a drill or a knife or whatever's handiest. <laughs> An outhouse. Yeah, whatever's around. <laughs> a curler, right? Yeah, uh, the, the curler. Thelma. Thelma, have you seen Thelma. the one? I, you know, I have not. I know it comes highly recommended by the wonderful Stacy Ponder. Very good. And good. I've more, got to see that. More kind of drama thriller than straight out horror, but I'm cool uh, with still that. good. Lots of Carrie vibes because she can control shit with her mind, mm. and uh, it's yeah, it's good. I mean, let let the right one in is kind of queer. Yeah, it's up for debate, like sort of androgynous, yeah. sort of kind of. Yeah, because the vampire was male before mm-hmm. the. I don't want to. I guess I don't want to reel too much about the movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, folks, go watch. Let the right one in. I mean, wait, um, like. Daughters of Darkness, which we talked about last week. You know, oh, yeah, all the lesbian yeah. vampire movies. Yes, yes, the yes. The Hunger. There's, there's a whole those, subgenre for those. those yeah. good ones. And then, I mean, there's some TV horror stuff like Lafayette from True Blood. Oh, that's, that's a, a great pretty one. Good yeah. one. Willow and Buffy, or Willow and Tara from Buffy are the ones that's often cited from the, the 90s there. Because mm-hmm. I think they were the longest relationship, at least for the time, on TV. Xena and Gabrielle are often... Now, uh, wait a damn second. You do not know that my <laughs> Xena warrior princess is a lesbianic person, okay? A lesbian. She, I, I refuse to believe that as a tax-paying citizen of the Americas. You don't tell me that. Don't you bring your politics into my fantasy. Don't you dare. Wasn't there like a big hubbub about that at some point? Like, they're not lesbians. How dare you? Well, I, I think the writers, like, it just got to be such a thing that everyone just decided that it was a thing that they just started writing it more and more <laughs> that way. so great. Uh, oh, speaking I of Devil Cody, though, I like Marshall Gregson a lot from United States of Terror. He's one of my favorite. Oh, that's favorite. a great character, yeah. If we're not talking about horror, I would say, like, Shit's Creek. Yes. Has some great yes. representation. David and Patrick. And, oh, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, mm-hmm. it's heartwarming. It's David's lovely. great because he's, he's pansexual and you don't, mm-hmm. you don't see that representation very often. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. Mm-hmm. So he has sex with pans. It's just great. So, he's, so yeah, they say in Will and yeah. Grace, yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, Will and Grace. <laughs> Gently mean, problematic. <laughs> yeah, well, that was at the time. Okay, I know people don't yes. like to say, well, at the time. It doesn't matter if it was at the time. It's still problematic. Okay, but I'm just going to yeah. say it at the time. Uh, that was a very progressive show, okay? So... There was, you know, there, I mean, there were no queer character, like main characters on TV no. at the time. Like Especially it was network. like Ellen had just come out, like Ellen had just come out mm. and they were like, and got a lot of flack for yeah. it and was essentially punished and her show was canceled. Yeah. And so for them to take a chance on something like Will and Grace is kind of nuts that yeah. it was like I, within a year after that happened. Exactly. It's like, her crazy. show was actually um, canceled, not like Twitter canceled. Like it was legitimately no. canceled. <laughs> legitimately canceled because she came out yeah. like that. I mean, and she couldn't get work for years. Right. And then, she got her own talk show, of course. Now she's a monster, now apparently. But, you know. Because we, <laughs> Again, because we turned her into a monster. That's the moral yeah, of the story. Yeah, we did this. We did this. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how big of a hand we had. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So don't point your finger don't at you her. Point your wag, finger at us. <laughs> wag that finger in an opposite direction. Yes. <laughs> Even... Oh, what did piss me off a lot, though, is that it was very clear that Karen was bisexual in the original series. Oh, yeah. Even if they didn't come out and say yeah. it. And then they wrote it They wrote it off, like, in the revival. I find that like, weird. Why was this necessary? I found that very like, why strange. Why do we need to erase her bisexuality? Like, because we never get good representations of bisexual characters, period. Or they kill them off or, you know. Did, like, that weird, like, she became, like, super Trumpy in the yeah. reboot which i'm like i don't know if i buy that completely yeah she, she hung out with rich people all the time but like yeah. i don't know uh it's like oh yeah i don't know Upsetting. but uh but yeah that that show definitely progressive for the time you know i mean even um, going all the way back to like the golden girls i remember oh, blanche's yeah. brother clayton i remember thinking mm-hmm. that that was a really good representation that was because yeah. it's like and it still kind of holds up to this day I mean, it's it's really mm-hmm. respectful but it's still funny and yeah. uh and so they just they, and they the episode they where the episode where um of course anyone can get aids but you know it yeah, was, oh yeah uh, rose I, thought it, her, it hit the she, yeah yeah she had mm-hmm. hit the queer you know uh population the most yeah. and there was the episode yeah where she thought she had aids and she had to sort of mm-hmm. come to terms with that and how it, it's not a 
a bad, you know, uh, it doesn't happen bad to bad people, disease, you know, it, just, it can yeah. happen to anyone. And uh, that was, it's, it's a Oh, and there was, uh, there was the one with uh, Dorothy's friend who has a crush on Rose. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Blance gets that great line where she's like, where she's like, lesbian? Well, isn't Danny Thomas one? And she says, no, Lebanese, <laughs> Blant. She's like, that he's Lebanese. It's like, lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> he does that whole thing. God, Rue McClanahan. What does Sophia say? She's like, I- I'd rather have a-, a lesbian than a cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. So great. Oh, man. Yeah, that show was always... very, very progressive it really for was. the time. And, and especially when you consider the fact that it was aimed at like an older audience mm-hmm. and it was able, still able to do talk about these things in a way that was yeah. still comes off fairly that progressive. It's one of the few shows where it's like the demographics of that show are all over the map. Like, you yeah. have these young kids who love the show, who are just now seeing the show, and it still yeah. works. And I think that's what's really amazing is is that it's a show that's, what, now like 30-plus years old, and it's still just as yeah. relevant as ever. I, I know, once again, it's I, – I, I think I've seen five articles this fucking week about Friends again. People will not let this damn show go. Um, I think is the re- reunions at the end of the month, and so now everyone's yeah. coming back out with a, just a simple friendly reminder. This show is so problematic. I remember the characters of um, Ross's ex-wife. Ex-wife. Yes. Yeah. Um, Who I can't. Oh remember my god! Her name uh, at the moment, Susan but... is the lover, and uh, Susan and, and uh, oh uh, shit, Carol, 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 Carol and Susan. Yeah. yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I remember at the time, I think it was season two or three, they had a lesbian wedding on fucking NBC, okay? They did. So they did. I know there's some yeah. elements of the show that could be considered homophobic or transphobic or whatever, but yeah. that moment was very big for the time. It was a small step, but if they hadn't taken that step, we might not have had Will and Grace and then Queer as Folk, and then from there on, we've kept growing. So you have to look at the steps, small steps. It's true. Yeah, and uh, Roseanne also had a gay wedding. That's it was right. Between, um, Leon and mm-hmm. I think Scott was his name. Yeah. Uh, it was It was later in the series, but um, still before Will and Grace, it was like 95 or something. So it, what yeah. was the episode? Um, I think it was like Sandra Bernard um, and Mariel Hemingway. There was like a relationship mm-hmm. with them. I think there was a kiss. There was a kiss. I can't remember if it was between. Yes. Who was? I Roseanne. think it was. Was Roseanne kissed by Mariel? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 I remember that. I yeah, remember I seeing that when when I was a kid and being like, "Whoa, wow, this yeah. is this is yeah. this is wild. <laughs> what is this?" <laughs> and it's good because she has to sort of come to terms with her own prejudices. The character, yeah, anyway. yeah. and. Uh, sort of make sense of that and uh yeah uh that show was very progressive also for the time. very much um, so yeah. and just like deceptively so because yeah. you're watching and you're just like oh this is just some like you know show about some uh you know lower middle class family just trying to get by or whatever mm-hmm. you don't expect it to be so gay and so even, yeah. even sandra bernard's character like you said is uh, um, i think bisexual right it, it, I don't know if she starts out that way, but they kind of make her bisexual it later on. It seems like TV is like a much more progressive place, honestly, which is I weird. I think so. I weird? think it's easier to do. Yeah. Uh, and I don't I don't really know why that is. Uh, maybe because not everyone watches the same programs, whereas maybe. like when you release a film in theaters, it's like, especially in like the 90s, it yeah. was like there were less, you weren't constantly, you weren't getting as many films constantly coming out as, as now. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you had a big movie come out, like you're going to get a huge audience. And yeah. if if there's something too progressive, I think you're going to get a lot of blowback from that. I don't, that's my assumption. Like in the nineties, the most homosexual thing I can remember was my best friend's wedding with Rupert Mm -hmm. Everett. I think his character was George. Right. And I remember like, that was a big deal. Like, Oh, we have this, this gay character in this mainstream Julia Roberts rom-com and he steals the show. That's true. There, there was some cult stuff like Priscilla, queen of the desert and Wong Fu, but in terms of like big blockbusters, not so much. Or like the Birdcage, even that was probably like the most. It's probably one of the most main, well-known, mainstream one ones. Um, even though I've also yeah. heard stuff about how that's homophobic now too. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. The, basically, like, everything yeah. can be considered home homophobic if you just think about it well, long enough. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> and 
we said it before like the things that are considered progressive right now like pose and all these other shows yeah. that are out there which which i like mm-hmm. I, i've only seen the first season of pose but i liked it a lot um people are gonna be looking back at these shows in like 30 years and talking about how exactly problematic they are exactly it's, just it's like, a cycle so yeah it's you know it's fine to say stuff from like the 80s 90s all right that's problematic but like you also have to put it in context right. and be like okay for the time like it was fairly progressive it was brave in a lot just of ways, to even have the ca- character in the movie or the show you know like it, yeah, it was exactly revolutionary yeah. And now it's kind even of point. something like as late as nineteen ninety nine, like American Beauty, mm-hmm. to have that weird plot with the the dad, um, right, who is really repressed homosexuality mm-hmm. and everything, um, um, stuff like that, and uh, election, uh, Tammy Metzler, oh, yeah. R.I.P. Jessica Gamble, mm-hmm. that little subplot there, and uh, but I'm a cheerleader with Megan and Graham, oh, and God, uh, ninety uh, uh, nine super gay year. It really yeah. was. And, uh, we were we yeah. were getting somewhere, and then it kind of just mm-hmm. stopped for a bit, and then we got Glee, <laughs> so that was great. And then, and then we got and Glee. Then everything yeah, was, was fine. <laughs> Homophobia was solved, and uh, and everything's been great since then. Yeah, that show solved <laughs> all the world's issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem like we get the most progressive TV a lot of times during like I don't. Again, not to get too political here, but when we have like a Democratic president, mm-hmm. it seems like we can get away with more of that. But then a Republican president comes in, and it's like, nope, take it back a little bit. Yeah. Although queer as folk ran during the like the Bush years, so that's you know, true. Uh, and that show is fucking gay as hell. Um, yeah, I mean, and the L word and those type of shows. That know. was one like I had to like sneak occasionally. Like if we were staying somewhere on vacation mm-hmm. and they had showtime, I would like sneak it and be like, "What is this yeah. wild world?" It's very fantastical. It's very hyper-sexualized. And, you know, for some some gay men, or, I don't know, a sizable number of gay men, that is, you know, the lifestyles they choose. But, yeah, uh, I, I, I think the reason why some portrayals offend some and not others is that gay people are not a one-size-fits-all. It's, you know, no. some people don't like it no. when they're portrayed as hypersexual. Some don't like it when they're portrayed as very feminine. Some don't mm-hmm. like it when they're per- per- portrayed as like these big, muscly, masculine guys. It just, yeah. it it's very personal. And certain things yeah. offend others that don't offend the person next to them, you know? So you just have to take it with a grain of salt and kind of like find the ones that yeah. work for you. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it, yeah. Milo from Skeleton Twins. I like that character. Oh, that's a good character. A lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Hader, one of the best. Bill Hader, yeah. Which you know, uh, supposedly straight man. Who knows? Uh, in in Hollywood, here's the thing. Like, I went to a liberal arts school. Like half the actors I knew were gay. Yeah. So I know that pretty much carries over into Hollywood. And yet we only know about like a handful of them. Yeah, so it's it's hard to really find that interesting. It's like so only the straight yeah. guys become successful Hollywood actors. I don't know about that. I don't believe it. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of still closeted guys in Hollywood. Oh still. yeah. I think it was Kate Winslet who like recently did some in- interview where she talked about how like there's so many guys that are still in the closet closet because they're scared that they're sure. they're not going to get the good parts we live in such a global environment mm-hmm. now too where we're not just making movies for the united states anymore yeah. it's literally for like the world which is why yeah. which is why these like the marvel movies they're never going to be progressive or interesting no. because they have to cater to like china like, the entire world now and china <laughs> and everything yep. it's like it's like why are we making movies for china like i'm sorry it's a completely different exactly I mean, I, they don't make films for us why are we making films for them no it's like it's a completely different marketplace exactly and, you know it's um, but I don't know. That's globalization for you. Um, I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love I it. Hate I hate it. it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Titus from Kimmy Schmidt. Oh fun. my God. Like I love him so He's a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> He's fantastic. Oh God. Um, yeah, there were some, uh, what was the character on, um, I don't know if it's problematic nowadays. I'm sure it is because I don't think these, mm-hmm. these were played by actual trans actors but uh, yes nip talk yeah. had some good 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 ones i remember there was a mm. character named sophia lopez who i found very mm-hmm. moving and it was the first time i really saw a trans character treated with some like respect mm. and yeah I, i've never been ab- able to for- forget that character i think she came back a few times too because that 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 yeah. was like 2004 or 5 and um, oh yeah that's yeah, yeah super early for that anyway yeah so like yeah because even when uh what's her name sophia um the character sophia in uh, orange is the new black mm-hmm. can't remember the act the um actress actor actress um there 
name, of course, right now. Uh, Laverne Cox. Laver- oh, Laver- yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, that was progressive for the time, and that was like 2013. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it was. You know, there were a lot of stories written about that character. They never really knew what to do with that character, no. which kind of pissed me off. It's yeah. like they kind of just kept giving her less and less to do. Yeah. And uh, but um, yeah, there's there was a lot of queer characters in that show. Oh, like yeah. everyone was queer to Piper and Alex and mm-hmm. Nikki That's and right. Suzanne Warren. Even yeah. like pretty much everyone was queer to some degree, which is interesting. I mean, does Rocky Horror count as like queer? I feel like everyone's kind oh, of yeah, queer in so. that. Yeah. At least by the end, ev- yeah. everyone is. <laughs> It's yeah. all just one big like yeah. swimming pool orgy, basically. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's and that was made in the seventies. Yeah, it's nuts. I know yeah. it's crazy to me. And I know like conservative Christians who love that movie. Yes, I'm like, what's that about? Oh, how? Why do you love this I movie and yet you hate like anything? Someone who is so conservative, they're in like their sixties now, and they're like, yeah. we went to go see see that every Friday night when I was in high school, and we dressed up, we sang the songs. I'm like. So yeah. you know that is like the least conservative film of all time, right? Like it's kind of against mm-hmm. everything that you're really I know. pushing for. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> it's a, it's just one of those films that could have only been made in that time yeah. period, and it's just, it's just, it's kind of perfect for what it is. It really it's just, is. It's great, and I adore the, it. the show is great too. And yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. What about Julianne Moore in the Hours? That's a kind of interesting repressed. I thought like everyone was kind of lesbianish in that, right? Wasn't it seems like, like it. A yeah. Because yeah, uh, I don't know if Meryl Streep is, but her friend is gay. Well, she that she's kisses her, of. right? She kisses Alice and Janney, right? W- weren't they like a couple in that movie? Are they? They were a couple, maybe. right? It's been a while. Think, okay, right? maybe I don't know. It's I maybe. And then Julianne I, Moore kisses to- Tony Collette, right? Tony Collette, yeah. And, and doesn't she doesn't really know what to make kiss of that? A yeah. chick too? Does she kiss Miranda Richardson or something? No. Everyone's just kissing girls in that movie. Everyone's just kissing girls. It's one big sapphic palooza. L- Lilith affair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a big Lilith affair. <laughs> no judgments. You know, do what you want. Oh, there's um, and, uh, yeah. there's a great film called yeah. Desert Hearts, which is about two lesbians. And if you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. I highly recommend it because it's one of the few like LGBT themed films films where it's kind mm-hmm. of a happy ending like it's kind of nice so it's always plus right yeah because yeah. usually it's like yeah. well one of them might survive but the other's gonna get killed in a hate crime or get cancer mm-hmm. or like or get mm-hmm. aids and right. die and it's or like, get aids yeah like, unfortunately oh, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. We're so talking close. about Mulholland Drive. That has a very happy ending. I don't know. Um, oh yeah, what? What a crowd pleaser! <laughs> Everyone just like leaves and it's like, what the fuck was that? Scratching their head. What the, the hell's going hell on? was that? I mean, I still yeah. feel the same way about that film. I don't know what's going on, but I know I like it. Yeah, even like <laughs> Carol. They don't. They don't end up together in that one, right? No, I can't remember. I don't think they do, right? Yeah. I don't remember, but probably because Kate um, Blanchett decided she could do better than Rooney Mara. I hope <laughs> you don't like Rooney Mara. Listen, <laughs> when she gets a personality, I'll like her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when that happens, <laughs> then I'll be Team Rooney. Tell me how you really feel, Chris. <laughs> but did you see? Uh, Can you ever forgive me? Yes, that's a great movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was and good. Melissa Car- McCarthy is actually a great uh-huh. role for her um, a, as Lee Israel and Richard Grant. Uh, Richard E. Grant is yeah, as gay Jack in that Hawk. as well. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes, that's a good that's one. A fun John one. Cameron Mitchell. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, I watched Tangerine about a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. It's a good like Christmas movie. It's actually set on Christmas. I still need to watch um, that. Yeah, there's a character Cinderella, which is a great name. Cinderella, uh, that's fun. <laughs> as always, let us know some of your mm-hmm. favorite queer characters. Um, Add your favorites, okay. please. Uh, there's a series called The Magicians I like a lot. There's oh, a character yeah. named Elliot in that, and he's good. Um, Jack from Dawson's Creek. He's better in early in the season the series, and then later on, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really care. He like joins a fraternity and gets all like broish, and I'm like, yeah. I don't relate to you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> kind of like how Will started on Will and Grace. Like he was kind of a just kind of a stuffy guy, you know. But then they finally let him let his hair down and get more just flouncy and queer as he went along which thankfully yeah it's like the one complaint i hear the most about that show is that he's like a kind of asexual like he never seems like he has sex and i'm like but it's an Early nbc in show the like what are you expecting like yeah penetration shots like what yeah yeah, fuck? yeah it's nbc no but yeah i think that's a good little list there absolutely also i was i was just holding on to a fingernail clipper and it just totally broke i don't know why that happened why are you hanging on to um, a fingernail cl- 
flipper. I don't know. I'm one of those people that like I have to have something with my hands to do all the time. So even when we're recording, sometimes I'm just Are like you holding just something and like your fingernails every time we record. I'm, I'm not clipping my fingernails, but I am just like playing with it just because I need something with my hands to do. It's my queer trauma coming out here or something. I don't know the trauma. The trauma. Yeah, the trauma. As Jamie Lee would say, not the trauma. All right, here we are. As we said, 2009. I don't need to talk too much about this. There is like a whole dissertation on this movie on Wikipedia, y'all. If you want to know anything about this movie, feel free to go on Wikipedia and read it. It's like somebody just had way too much time on their hands and just wrote so much about this movie. So let me just give you some snapshot things here. Directed by Karen Kusama, of course, of Girl Fight, Aeon Flux, The Destroyer, and The Invitation, which yes, is so good. like the best movie ever, probably. Mm-hmm. It, like uh, from last decade, I would say. It's fucking it was terrifying. Fucking great. It's so yeah. scary. If you have not seen it. You need to sit down and watch it because it's fucking so good. good. There's a gay couple in that too. That's right. Look at that. That's right. Look at that. Full circle. Full circle jerk is what that I want to say. Yes. We're super gay today. We're fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Written by Diablo Cody, as we said, who wrote um, Juno and Young Adult and Riggy and the Flash and Tully, United States of Terror. Yeah, all the good stuff. Um, well, yeah. Ricky and the Flash. Let's not go. Let's Ricky and Flash, not so much. Yeah, that one was a little. All the good stuff, honest, but and Ricky and the Flash. <laughs> and Ricky and the Flash. Yeah. Look, everybody has a couple misses. Every oh now and yes, then, indeed. Know? But yeah, yeah, and this was a produced by Jason Reitman, who directed Juno. Uh, Fox had preemptively purchased the rights to the script pretty much right after Juno came out, uh, so it took a couple years for this to really get up and going uh kusama has said that the script was just so original so imaginative it feels like a fairy tale gone psycho and i think that's what most fairy tales actually started as which is true Mm -hmm. like all the brothers Grimm stuff is pretty fucking dark very true cody has said that when she was writing the script she was simultaneously trying to pay tribute to some of the conventions that we've already seen in horror and yet at the same time turn them on their ear i don't know why she says ear i've usually heard head but anyway Hmm. uh She says, horror has always had kind of a feminist angle to it in a weird way, and at the same time, it is delightfully exploitative. Jennifer's body could play on both of those aspects, which I think is definitely true. True. And yeah, she wanted to play up the intensity between female friendships and, you know, female bonds, especially in adolescence. And she said she had imperil- she had experiences, experienced things like this as a young woman as well, just having a friend who she was very close to. And even as a dude, like, I experienced this, I had a straight male friend who we felt had this weird bond with and it was like it never went sexual or anything but it was just like i I could see like if we had kissed it just would have been like whatever but it's an interesting in this movie i get the sense that needy is more into jennifer than jennifer is needy, at least in terms of the romance but yeah and they knew that people were going to sensationalize it uh because they're beautiful uh attractive young women but they wanted it to be kind of this authentic sort of thing and didn't get too exploited which i actually think they do a pretty good job with that Definitely. in this i mean yeah there's that one scene where they like make out and everything but it's it's uh it's an intimate fairly intimate scene mm-hmm. it's not just like oh like let's have a pillow fight and then make out yeah. oh you know <laughs> it's like they're kind of making fun of that you know they're like remember yeah. when we used to yeah. sneak into your room and have like a pillow fight and stuff shot in 2008 in british columbia canada so there you go oh. canada always giving us films Look at that. Um, some scenes were filmed in vancouver and also minnesota uh, again, we were talking about before we recorded. This is obviously a Drop Dead Gorgeous spinoff. It's in the Drop Dead Gorgeous universe, I believe. The universe. That's oh my god, no more Marvel yeah. stuff. That's what it's I want. It's an expanded universe, along with Young Adult and pretty much everything else that Diablo Cody's <sighs> written. I think it all takes place in Minnesota. Yeah, right? I love that she does it all in Minnesota. Yeah. I think United States of Terror is in Kansas, but uh, everything else is in that's like Minnesota, Minnesota why, but... adjacent, right? I don't. I'm not much of yeah, a geography it's close enough, but... right? <laughs> Opened on September 18th, 2009. It wasn't a huge success. No. But it did. <laughs> it did double its budget. So that's, it that's something. It uh, made $32 million against a $60 million budget. So that's I, no, not that's terrible. not quite as bad as I thought it was, was it? I mean, no, me neither. I, I thought it made like, like five, was a bomb, five mil or something. But they treated it like it was a bomb. Yeah. And like everybody, maybe because the critics didn't really seem to get it at that all. That might have been it, yeah. I think we mentioned earlier, it's like it was just so catered to straight young men that they didn't really know what to make of it when they saw mm-hmm. it. You know, they, they thought it was going to be this really exploitative film. And it is a little bit at times, but not to the degree that uh, I think they were expecting. You know, it's not like porn. You no, know? they're like, there's no um, scenes for me to jerk off to. This movie sucks. Like, oh, my God, dude. I know. You have Kaza on your computer. Get some porn. Okay. 
I know, Kaza, LimeWire, <laughs> like, you can find anything. Was Kaza still a thing? Days. I don't even think it was a thing then. I think it was long gone by then, too. But I don't <laughs> remember. They were still Yeah, 2009. Me. We were... <laughs> I think we were both in college at the time, yeah, right? Yeah, this was definitely college. Yeah, a lot of the reviews at the time were just like, you know, if you're looking for a way to oogle Megan Fox's body, there are a lot better ways to do that than subjecting yourself to this. And like, well, that's not really the point, but, no. you know, thanks for your review. That's not why I went to see uh, it, but... Over the course of a decade or so, the film built up a cult following, and in the wake of the Me Too movement, in particular, a number of critics took a retrospective look at the film and uh, talked about how, in many ways, it has become this sort of modern feminist classic uh because it is the story of this group of powerful men who sacrifice a girl's body at the altar of to uh further their own professional advancement Mm -hmm. advancement and uh which happens all the time of course you know young women are exploited all the time uh, especially in the music industry and everything else but yeah it has been interesting to see how takes on this film have changed over the last decade it's evolved yeah it's it's one of those movies that even when it first came out i was like i don't think this is going to be a huge hit but no. it's too good to ignore, and eventually it's going to find the right audience, and it did. And I, yeah. I think some films just take a long time to find just the right group of people, it, and some get it right when they first come out, and this is one that just took a, probably about five years to really get a, a sizable cult following, and now it's just grown and yeah. it's kind of it's kind of heartwarming in a way because it's like it seems like the films that really deserve it always do get their comeuppance in the end eventually yeah yeah, yeah. It, it might take several years but uh the cream rises to the crop uh, the, the, is that the cream? Uh, top the the, the, the top of crop the, top crop top crop top <laughs> the top of the crops top the, cr- the crop. yeah the crop top there we go <laughs> he who walks behind the rows gets the crop top <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's dig in shall okay, we okay well there are two friends needy and jennifer and they've been friends since they were kids. And uh, Needy has this, this boyfriend named Chip. And Chip is kind of upset because Jennifer likes to basically steal Needy away for, from him a lot. And tonight they're yeah. going to this concert. This really sort of trashy bar is having this concert with this group called Low Shoulder. Who are this? Low Shoulder. <laughs> such a great name. Who I guess are like kind of like a hip band, I, I su- suppose. This is the, again... The exact type of emo punk pop band yeah. that was popular, like when we were in mm-hmm. high school, it was stuff like Good Charlotte, yeah. Fallout Boy, and yeah. Simple Plan. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never give a shit about any of these bands, but like, they were a lot of our classes were a big deal. Were. Yeah, they were huge. The big thing. Everybody had the emo haircut, yeah. and everybody was straight edge, mm-hmm. and it was just it was just a weird the time. Guy liner, that. yeah, it's it's, it's the a guy whole liner. thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, and so they're coming here to this kind of crappy town. It's called Devil's Kettle, right? I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they. Go, they come here, and uh, Jennifer persuades Needy to go to this con concert, and Jennifer kind of hits with uh, hits on the lead singer a bit, and Adam Brody, Adam fucking yes. Brody, straight from the OC, straight from the OC, and I mean, look, he looks pretty hot. In he this. does. I mean, he's evil, but you know, he's always been a cutie. He really has been. And same with Chris Pratt, who is only he in, shows like, up for one like scene a scene, right? yeah. Yeah, as like this like doofy like police officer in training officer, or something. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. they're like, this girl Jennifer looks like she's totally a vir- a virgin. You know, like she just like seems mm-hmm. the the type. You know, like I knew a girl like that who like talks a mean a mean game, but she's still a virgin. Yeah. And needy kind of def- defends her and is like, yeah, she is a virgin. That's my friend, and she doesn't <laughs> want to hang around with guys like you and stuff. I love that like she thinks she's helping and yeah. she just ends up getting it's her so, killed. So by much worse, that. yeah. Like, like, it's so funny. Yeah. And um, then she's like, "Yeah, Jennifer, these guys like think you're a virgin," and she's like, "I'm not even a backdoor virgin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit on a bag of frozen oh, peas. So that hurts." It's and so um, and so all of a sudden, while they're playing this song, this amazing this song, fucking song, which, by the way, which I forgot what a bop the song this, they have. This song actually is though. It's a banger. It's good. Yeah, I, I swear. I walked into a grocery store one time and I swear it was no. playing, and I was like, "Oh my god, am the I going to get abducted now and like sacrificed to Satan?" It's like the only song they know too. Yeah. And just, eh, I movie. love it. And a fire breaks out during their set, mm-hmm. and a fire. They have to escape, and like all these people are dying and being, you know, crushed by like flying beams and stuff. And mm-hmm. after they and Amber Atkins shows up and she's like, "Mom, mom, mom!" 
<laughs> no, she's just screaming, Mom, Mom, because she's got Tourette's. <laughs> Don't let that worry you, Annette. And, um... <laughs> And they get out, and the band is like, hey, Jennifer, come into our creepy van. Like, we're going to go and par- party. And she's just like – she's had, like, one dr- drink at this point, yeah. and she's – she's. Yeah. it looks like she's been drugged. I don't really get how it happened, Maybe. but – um, because they, yeah, she got them those those nine eleven fire drinks or whatever. <laughs> it's such a weird. I like it's red, white, and blue. Unless you shake it up, then it turns like brown or something. <laughs> it's so bad. So awful. Like this was less than a decade after nine eleven. So we're making jokes. Funny. All right. I mean, we might as well. I mean, you know, we might as well. And um, yeah. And and so she gets in their creepy van, and Needy's just like, uh, what do I do? And she calls Chip, and she's like, yeah, like this this bar burnt down and like they they took away Je- jennifer and he's like did you get the make and mom, <laughs> make and mom model. of the car she's like i don't know chip an 89 rapist <laughs> so good <laughs> and then she hears this noise and her mom is gone so she's like who, who could that be and it turns out to be jennifer who's like drenched in blood in her kitchen she's been rode hard and put away wet oh, it's, it's been a hard night for Jennifer and, and she's puking up this like, like blood black, and black goop stuff and, it's like yeah. this goo yeah. with like pine needles in it or something mm-hmm. and, and yeah yeah and then she the, when she eats that chicken and Needy's like um my my mom got that at Boston Market I don't think you should be doing and then she just <laughs> she, she, she just goes <laughs> it's really funny and it's funny. she's just really confused as to what's going on and Jennifer's acting all scary, and she just, like, leaves, and she's like, what the fuck? And the next day at school, mm-hmm. she sits down next to her in the lab, and she looks beautiful. She's like, she's fine. Yeah, she looks great, and she's just like, I'm fine. Like, why are you so con- con- confused, you know? They're talking about, like, last night, and she's like, did anyone die that we know? And she's like, we know everyone, yeah. which is very relatable, yeah, having grown true. up in a small town where I literally knew everyone. And Jennifer's not really the most uh, empathic person. She's just kind of like, okay, so they died. Sucks for them, I guess. <laughs> so... it's They're kind of polar opposites. Yeah. Where, like, she, she doesn't, yeah, have any sort of empathy or whatever, and uh, uh, Needy almost like, has, horrified. like, too much, yeah. and she's kind of, like, really intuitive and, like, mm-hmm. psychic at times. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like, she always knows when Jen- Jennifer's around. Like, there's this weird, like, mm-hmm. psychic link thing. Connection, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so, like, you know, the the school and everyone are, like, just buzzing about uh, what happened. And pretty, pretty soon after that, Je- Jennifer eats that football player dude, right? She eats the football player while yeah. all these woodland the creatures. Woodland creatures from, like, a Disney <laughs> mo- movie are just like, hey, what's happening? It's so weird. It's, it's pretty hilarious, and she disembowels him. Yeah. And, it, and there's yeah. this teacher played by J.K. Simmons, who's, who's one Simmons, of my yeah. favorite parts of the movie because he he just has this yeah. he has a hook for a, a hand. Mm-hmm. And we we were talking Again, er- gorgeous, er- right? earlier yeah. about how he and Amber's mom from Drop Dead Gorgeous should become a couple, and they can just like yeah. link their little hook hands together, and it'll be really beautiful and moving. The romance of the century, really. (laughs) And he is the one who discovers the corpse. And then the town is still a a buzzing because they've discovered that um, there has been this murder. And Chip calls Needy and is like, yeah, like um, this kid died and and the cops are at his house and stuff. And and Needy's like, this is weird. Like all this stuff happened and Jennifer was really weird last night. And now there's all these murders and what's going on. Then there's this guy named Colin who's like this nerdy kind of goth guy who mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it seems like played he has by, a crush uh, on Needy a bit. Yes, played by Kyle oh, Gallner, yeah, who's Gallner, Gallner, whatever. Nightmare remake, the, like, Nightmare Elm Street remake. He's also this really creepy ass character in Veronica Mars. I won't oh, get into yeah. too much, but uh, he's uh, that was what I knew him from oh. most when I'd seen this. And we should probably note Needy's mom, played by Amy Sedaris, who has one scene, one scene. <laughs> yeah. The only negative part of this film is that she's only in one scene. I know. Why would you cast Amy Sedaris? And I know. Then, like, barely use her. And but, like, it's such a non-Amy Sedaris kind of kind of part. Like, she walks in and she's kind of yeah. like depressed and sort of sullen. I think she did, later on she 
takes pictures of her in the gown. Oh, I think, yeah, that's, that, about that's about it. it. Right? So she so shot two all scenes, of her two scenes, scenes in, like, the span of, like, five, uh, five yeah, hours. Five minutes. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was on the set for yeah, a day. For some reason, Jennifer gets really into this Colin guy and, and is like, hey, we should hang out and stuff. And I just got Aquamarine on DVD. It's about this girl who's, like, half sushi. <laughs> half sushi. <laughs> And this is another example of Needy getting someone killed because yeah. she's not interested in Colin right. until Needy is like, oh, he's actually a cool guy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, maybe I overlooked something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, again, if she hadn't said anything, th- she wouldn't have got this person killed just like she wouldn't have got Jennifer killed exactly. if she hadn't said anything. So she, had, she has good intentions, but girl. And also, like, uh, while this is happening – the low shoulder has become an, like an international yes. success and they profited off they of are the, the fire in this town. They are the tide of, um, of the tra- <laughs> tragedy of this town. Tragedy. And there's a scene where yeah. um, J.K. Simmons's character is like, yes, and uh, they will be donating 3% of their pro- 3%. profits to the, the town of Devil's Kettle. And she's like, what <laughs> like, about the other 97%? 97%? And then she gets into a fight with this with this girl that's like they are national heroes okay they are she's like no they're not they didn't do anything to help because i mean she was there she knew and um it's the posturing of it all so there's that seem like element to that kind of social commentary about you know fame and stuff which is great and Mm -hmm. um and jennifer lures colin to this like creepy abandoned tract neighborhood where mm-hmm. she devours him and stuff, and and then yeah, it, I like the lines like, right? "You give me such a wedding, yes, give me such a wedding." <laughs> yeah, it's like while that's happening, Needy's... Needy is having sex with Chip. Chip yeah, and uh, I love that. And line then she just starts where he, yeah, he, where like she kind of like freaks out a bit, and he he's mm-hmm. like, "Is there something wrong? Am I too big?" <laughs> He has this expression that, on his face. It's so cute. That's the because like you can kind of you could read Needy as being lesbian. So the fact that she starts sobbing while they're having yeah. sex could be just because you know <laughs> she doesn't really like yeah. it. But it is it's implied that she has this like psychic connection with Jennifer. Yeah. So of course she's, she's like, like she can tell that something is happening. And yeah, yeah. like that yeah. that that whole part's never really ex- expanded upon that much. No, but you know it's kind of cool. So I say keep it's fine. it. Yeah. And. Uh, She's a medium. And she's driving, and that's when she finds Jennifer in the road, she right? She almost runs her off the road. Yeah, she's, yeah. like, just drenched in blood and, like, freaking out and stuff. And then she – is this where she, run, she runs back home and Jennifer's just, like, in her bedroom? Yes, and this is where we get the, the make-out scene. Yeah, and she's, like, totally clean now, and she looks great again, and you're like, what the hell? Because, mm-hmm. like, when she goes too long without consuming blood, she looks like shit. Yes, and she's like she just looks tired and like really washed out and stuff. But then once she has some blood, she looks great again. Well, what's the line? They're like, uh, "It makes you look really ugly." Well, like for her, <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> ugly for her, anyway. So true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then like yeah, they, they make out this weird like make and, out uh, scene, and then she explains yeah. what happened after Needy left, and what yeah. happened was they abducted her and then tied her up. And sacrificed her, thinking she's a virgin, so that they could have a hit record career. But what backfired, and the reason why she is one of the undead now, is because she lied and said she was a virgin, and she's not. So it fucked it up. Apparently, that's how that works, I guess. That's what, So you never want to sacrifice a non-virgin, I guess. Exactly. Moral happen. of the story. I like the line about, like, uh, do you want to be rich and awesome like that guy from Maroon 5? Because, like... <laughs> Adam Levine is such a sellout, like, like of that that entire generation. He's like one of the biggest fucking yeah. sellouts. So, it's like, because I like Maroon Five when they first started, yeah. they had this like the first album, and then everything else just got so <laughs> like they're still popular now because it's like all their music sounds exactly like everything yeah. else. And it's like whatever. And but... I've got to say, Megan Fox is really great in that scene because yeah. to go to that place, that really dark place. I mean, she's like crying. There's like snot coming out out of her nose. Like yeah. it feels real. And so mm-hmm. whenever some someone's like, "Oh, Megan Fox, she's such a bad actress," I'm like, "Um, I want you to watch about a little past the hour, hour <laughs> mark in a movie called Jennifer's Body, Jennifer's and body. then come back to me, okay?" Also notable that Needy has an Evil Dead poster in her room because Diablo Cody did an uncredited rewrite on oh, the remake, which right. I didn't really like, but I still kind of a fun connection. Doesn't Jennifer have an Evil Dead shirt on, too, in that scene? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So maybe she knew she was going to be doing this before oh, she did that. I don't know. devil don't know. Diablo. Sneaky girl. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so now she's like, okay, I've got to do something to help Jennifer. So Nitty starts to read up on all this, like, occult stuff. 
Library research montage. <laughs> it's brief, yeah. but it's effective. Yeah, it's about 20 it's seconds. Brief. <laughs> Much like having sex with Chip, yes. right? Yes. But... It's because he's like too big. The library... He's too big. Yeah, the library has an Nicole section? What? <laughs> yes, like... <laughs> funny and uh and i think right before that uh, they, they had colin's like funeral which is just yeah. kind of hilarious because he has like these these friends who are just like take me with you oh my gosh and the mom just flips the fuck out and she's like he looked like lasagna with teeth yeah. you can take your pain and shove it up your ass kids <laughs> and it, it's it's kind of funny but it's also just kind of sad yeah. because she's so like distraught mm-hmm. the parents in this movie actually like are just when when they find one of their yeah. kids dead it's always like they just lose it yeah they just it's, go it's there they yeah. really do yeah so now, like, she's like, okay, we have to do something about this. But the prom is coming up, so, like, they don't have much time, you know. And Low Shoulder is coming to perform at the prom. Jennifer kind of uh, steals away Chip by finding him in the park while he's on his way to prom and is like, you know, Needy and Colin had a thing and stuff. And so she kind of, like, lures him away and yeah. – Needy Their has fashion to, choices. Are oh my god! Needy's like, fucking dress is, like is this, crazy. Needy is like this '80s flouncy, like she's her mom's dress or something. Maybe like, like Drew what? Barrymore in the flashback scene of Never yes, Been Kissed in the flashback scene <laughs> without it, the eggs. It must have been her mom's dress <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It's so funny. And Jennifer's is like this bride of Frankenstein, like mm-hmm. white dress, and it's, it's great. Really great. Like, it's really great. And so great. Needy like leaves the prom to help Chip and goes to this abandoned swimming pool. And it's too late because Jennifer's bitten this big chunk out of Chip's neck. Yeah, she gets pissed when he won't, like, fuck her mm-hmm. or do anything. And it's called consent, Jennifer. Exactly. Like, Look it up. She, Again, she only wants him because Needy, mm-hmm. she can't have him, basically. Exactly. Yeah, she wants everything that Needy has. And there's this weird codependence mm-hmm. between them. And, again, that's playing on that teen girl friendship angle there. Yeah, and this, and this, this, this last kind of confrontation scene is great. Like, it's just so – like, it's f- – yeah funny but it's also truthful like there's this stuff like <laughs> like that was back when when you were socially relevant and didn't need laxatives to just stay skinny yeah. and stuff nice insult Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana. <laughs> she's like got any more was... harsh digs <laughs> and Chip is like she can fly and she's like she's just hovering it's not, it's that, not impressive. that impressive okay <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's and then Chip ends up like impaling her with this like pool thing um and yeah. And then she pulls it out, and she's like, "Do you have a tampon?" You got a tampon? It looked like you might be pull pl- plugging. <laughs> it's so silly. And she just like but... runs away, and Chip and yeah. Needy have this last moment. It's actually really sweet. And yeah. um, and then he dies, and she has to go find Jennifer at her house. Mm-hmm. And there's this big yes. and Jennifer scene. implied to be bisexual too. Yes. With that, that that one line. I go was both a, ways. I thought you only murdered boys. I go both ways. Which was ways. in every yeah. trailer and TV yes, that's spot what, just to get the teen I, boys in. They're yeah. like, oh, she goes. I both had to bring ways. it up because <laughs> it's iconic line. There's right? gonna uh, whatever. be some lesbian sex in this. <laughs> I know. I gotta see it. I'm gonna bring my lotion to the screening room. <laughs> like. <laughs> They're so creepy. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's the final confrontation where Needy brings a box cutter in and she's like, a box cutter. Do you get all your, your <laughs> weapons and murder weapons? Oh, you're so Home butch. Depot. <laughs> you're so butch. And they're like flying around on the bed, literally. Yeah, and she literally. like stabs her in the heart and she's like, my, oh, my tits, t- like no, your heart, your heart. <laughs> they fall, and right then Jennifer's mom walks in. It does not look good. Again, just loses it, freaks yeah, out. It's just and then yeah. Needy is in a mental hospital, which is where she star yes. starred in the film. I yes. forgot to min- yes, mention that. There's there's That's like okay. a little yes. It's like a bookend, and it's a framing device. She yes, discovers yes. that because she was she was bitten by Jennifer, right? Or there was like some blood. Mm. It was exchanged. Yeah, she was bitten by. Um, yeah, she has she bite, some yeah. of her powers, so she's able to le- levitate through her, um, through her holding cell at this asylum mm-hmm. and break out the window, and then go off and get picked up on the street by Lance Hendrickson for some reason. Um, <laughs> Hendrickson, who I guess yes. is on his way to an- another film set. I don't know. And um, another Hellraiser yeah. <laughs> reunion or something. <laughs> He's on his way to get on that plane to go to fucking Romania or wh- wherever they <laughs> yeah. shot that movie, and um, and he's like, "You need, you need, you need a lift." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go see this low shoulder con- concert. It's gonna be their last show." And then they drive off, 
and we see these pictures of Needy after she has murdered everyone in the band, and it's very delightful. Mm-hmm. It's a nice ending. Mm-hmm. It's uplifting. It is. <laughs> I don't know really if you could ever do any sort of sequel with it, but I I, I wouldn't hate I... the idea if they if they, if they come up with a it's story. Possible. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. A great one for Pride Month mm-hmm. because it has some lesbian stuff and it's very campy mm-hmm. and just it hits on all the things that we as queers enjoy, hopefully. I mean, I know some queer people don't enjoy this film. We're but, gonna uh, get a bunch no, of letters <laughs> like, How dare you lump us all into one category? I, I hate know, Jennifer's I body. I'm crossing you out. Oh Crossing Oh, forgot about <laughs> the that. Yeah, they're crossing you out, out everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a common little thing that they do. Overlook Jack! Do we have some this week? Yes, we do. I'll start this time. Yes, please do. Let's let's mix it up. All right. Let's mix Mm -hmm. it up a little bit. I'm going to do V from 1967. This is a Russian, I believe Russian horror film. And uh, so you get this group of seminary students, which are like priests and shit, I guess. I don't really know. And uh, they are from the city about to go on summer break. And they suddenly wander into a countryside. They end up lost and they spend a night with the company of a haggard witch. A scuffle breaks out and one of the students murders the witch. Only it turns out he really killed this beautiful landowner's daughter. And now he must sit with her body in a church for three days, protecting her from evil spirits. Ooh. And uh, it's it's just a really interesting kind of horror comedy. It's It gets serious at times, but then also very fantastical. And it's got a lot of... Pra- good practical effects it has a lot of like proto sam raimi vibes just with a lot of the sort of manic energy throughout kind of reminds me of house a little bit in that regard too of just like you never know what's going to happen because things are so fucking nuts all the time mm-hmm. and uh it's not much of a story but uh very simple and effective in that regard and it gets a little cartoonish at times but again so does evil dead and that's kind of why it reminds me of that um uh, yeah, I, I recommend it, y'all, if you want something that's kind of witchy and uh, with some uh, Raimi-esque vibes, and go check it out. I don't have too much else to say about it, but it's definitely worth looking into. I think our friends over at Gaylords did an episode on it mm. a while ago, so cool. worth checking out. Awesome. I'm going to pick The Fury, the Fury, which the, is uh, uh, the Brian De Palma film uh, a few, yes, a few yes. years after Carrie. It's also kind of about like a mm. telekinetic teen, except this time there's two of mm-hmm. them. And, the the uh, brother sister yes right? and they have been separated and they're and they're trying to find each 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 other and Kirk Douglas wants to help but John Cassavetes is this evil guy who wants to get them both and harness their powers for evil mm-hmm. and it's so much fun some of the coolest sequences in Brian De Palma's career which really says a lot because he's had a lot of mm-hmm. cool ones mm-hmm. but the ending of this movie oh man this is how you end a movie folks just i'm not gonna spoil it it's the most satisfying thrilling ending of all time all right cool well those are two little supernatural hits for you to check mm-hmm. out folks we will be back with one final film in our she bites series next week what will it uh, be will it be gay probably probably super gay it's gonna be so gay that if you're not gay you're gonna turn gay i think we have a couple straight listeners which yeah is, is cool thank you for being you we see you we do right we we, we acknowledge straight you pride straight <laughs> you do you always a good thing to say during pride yeah. month right well, have i been canceled no i don't get that <laughs> no. it was a joke it was a joke we were making a joke we're making okay? a funny, okay we're not like we're not like best friends with ellen degenerates not. okay not anymore we had to cut ties we had, to... we had to, her and George Bush. We were hanging out with them too. <laughs> Going to baseball games and shit. Yeah. Going to baseball games God. with war criminals. That's like my idea of hell to go to a baseball game with George W. Bush. George W. Bush. That sounds Why so boring. Like, uh, like what are you going to talk about? Like, yeah. like, so I did another painting. You want to see it? Like, <laughs> like, no, George, I don't. I don't. Like we said, we'll see you for the final one next week. You can follow us on. Facebook and Twitter at HOHH Podcast. We are on Instagram at Homos on Haunted Hill, all one word. You can leave us a review on iTunes. That would be nice. We would love that, but please be kind if you do. What else? You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash homos on Haunted Hill. Let me see if we have someone to give a shout out for today. It's been a while on that. Let's give a shout out to Blake Mata. Hi, Blake. Hey, Blake. How are you doing? Thanks for your patronage so much. Blake is a member of our cult of Isaac. Um, oh, hell, Isaac. Where is your corn? Oh, no, Isaac. 
Um, yeah. So thanks a lot, Blake. Uh, Blake's been very supportive of us and uh, likes our Twitter stuff as well and um, retweets that. And I support. I uh, I am very su- thankful for his support. So thank you, Blake. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, we will, I guess, talk to you next week for the final entry of uh, She Bites Month. Woo. Mm, and she bites a lot next week. She's going to bite a lot of shit. Oh, she's going to tear mm, some shit up. Mm, mm, mm. Tear it up. Just you wait, Henry Higgins. Mm-hmm. There's going to be lots of biting right. going on. It makes Evil Dead look like, I don't know, uh, Teletubbies. <laughs> Teletubbies. Yeah, it's going to be that intense. Tinky Winky. And the purple one especially. Tinky Winky. Yeah, That's tinky-winky, another the one. one. Yeah, there was the, the gay one with the purse, right? And like all the parents were f- freaking out. The parents out. hated it because they were like, like how dare They're going to make all of our kids gay. And nowadays, yeah. actually, they might have a point. Everyone's like coming out as gay or bi or pan or non-binary or trans. I'm like, hmm, maybe. The Teletubbies did that. Maybe, I think maybe, the boy bands did, did that. that. I don't know. All the NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and, uh, yeah, the girl groups yeah. and stuff too. I think they did that. But, Teletubbies you know. just made, made them gay. And also made them not able to take a lot of conflict because there was no conflict on that show. And I'm convinced that show <laughs> is what makes people very adverse to conflict they're like why does this story that? have characters that don't like each other teletubbies didn't they don't seem to get along yeah yeah like that's because yeah. nothing happened and, uh, on teletubbies there was a baby in no, the sun there was that just laughed this, there it. was a baby what the fuck was that was baby so in the sun creepy. my god I, I, it was terrifying no can't all be oh. teletubbies okay we can't all be di- we can't all dipsy be and tinky winky and you know more of these names Ferdinand than I, or, I don't know <laughs> i don't know what their names were except a few of them uh, Lala was one of them named Lala. Lala, Tinky Hinkle Winkle, Winkle. I don't. Dipsy, I don't know. Lala, Poe, Poe, Teletubbies. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's right, yeah. Don't ask me why okay. I know that song. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave you with the, with the Teletubby theme song. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>